Young Pro Show, hosted by Dom Fry, the insurance guy. Would you still do something great if nobody ever saw it? A podcast for young professionals to come together and talk about their goals and their path to get there. And if I fail, I'll fail forward. I sit down with other forward-thinking individuals and talk about what they are doing to accomplish their dreams of tomorrow. Maintaining strength while living in your purpose. Mm. Now let's dive into the next legendary episode. Hello and welcome to another episode of The Young Pro Show. I'm your host, Dom Fry, the insurance guy. And this week, I'm really excited to start uh, or have my first wisdom episode of my wisdom series. So I've been talking about this for a long time, um, but, you know, just hoping to talk to some individuals that I look up to and respect uh, that have much, many, many, many more years of experience than I have and are, you know, kind of on the flip side of their career um, and just being able to, you know, learn from them and what they know and from their experiences and, um, yeah, just really being able to draw from that. So really excited for this first wisdom series episode that I have with a good friend of mine, a mentor of mine. Um, and you know, the, the man that mean needs no introduction. Welcome on Mark Stover. Mark, how are you doing? Hey, Dom, doing great. Good to hear your voice tonight. Yeah. Say I'm going to add a lot of wisdom, but you know what? We'll learn something together. Tonight. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. We'll see. Um, I'm excited to see how long uh, this will last, Mark. So uh, Mark and I are both, um, what's the nice word for it? Um, you know, maybe very talkative. Um uh, a long-winded maybe isn't a positive term for it, but both you and I, we could just talk forever and ever probably. And um, it, there was once when I was in college, actually, that I remember I asked you to speak at Crew. I was involved with Crew at Heidelberg, and yeah, I remember you were like the week of or the day before, and you're like, oh man, this is going to be so short. I don't feel like I have that much to say. I'm like, Mark, it, you know, time doesn't matter. You just come speak, and we just, you know, we're excited to hear what you have to share. And, you know, typically it lasted, I don't know, 30 minutes or whatever. And I <laughs> I remember you were talking and talking and talking. And I was like, Mark, I thought you were going to be short on words tonight. You're like, yeah, well, I thought I was. So I added a couple points in there. <laughs> yeah, I remember some of the kids getting up and leaving. They must have, either they were bored or they had to be somewhere. Dom. It, it might have been too late. And it got to, because we didn't, which is crazy to look back on it now, but we didn't even start crew until nine o'clock at night. So could have been um, potentially a timing thing as well, if that was actually true. Yeah. But, oh, man, good times, good times. Well, anyways, yeah. Mark, thank you. Really do appreciate um, you know your time and willingness to be able to jump on uh, my podcast, figure out all these technology issues, and, um, yeah, just being able to share your story and hopefully get a nugget or two from you. Dom, I, I count it a pleasure to be here and uh, an honor that you asked me to do this. So I, I'm, I'm ready to go with it. Awesome. Well, let's uh, for the individuals who may not know you, um, let's just kind of start with a little bit of background first. Um, you know, so geographically speaking, you know, where are you located at today? Where uh, were you born? And, you know, really throughout your life, where have you lived? Okay, this is a tough question, Dom. <laughs> I was born in Tiffin, raised in Tiffin, and I'm still in Tiffin. That's almost 67 years worth. So, so have you ever moved outside of Tiffin, Ohio? Never moved. I worked in Toledo for eight and a half years, okay. so I drove back and forth, commuted about an hour each way. Nice. Uh, Tiffin through and through, Seneca County. Yes. Uh, uh 
Yeah. And next question for you then. So what are some of your hobbies? What do you enjoy to do, Mark? Uh, there's several, Dom. You know, I, I was a runner like you are, uh, but due to health constraints now, mm-hmm. I, I'm not allowed to run. So I walk every day about oh, 3.2 uh, miles or so, and I, I love it. I, nice. Most of the time I walk downtown and I ride my bike in nice weather. I love to do that. Uh also, you know, I'm involved in church and um, uh, being an elder, I have uh, some of the families to, to look after, especially some of the elderly. And I really enjoy doing that, visiting with them. And I also uh, buy, sell, and fix up uh, meat and deli equipment on the side. Nice. That is, um, you know, and we've talked about that before, Mark, but we have actually many things in common. You know, first is, yeah, we both like to be very active, you know, physically speaking, um, but then even, I think both of us are people that we both mentally like to be active and you're, you know, you mentioned being in Tiffin for 67 years, but I don't, you know, I, I know you don't sleep very much and you're just someone that's always on the go, always doing something, always having, you know, some kind of project, charity work, you know, helping out some organization, something, um, you know, I don't, you don't spend very much of your time just sitting down and watching television, which I've always, uh, looked up to and admired. Yeah. Yeah. I actually, um, Teresa and I, my, my wife Teresa and I, we don't watch television anymore. We we don't have cable, so like the games and stuff I want to watch, I see it on online. <laughs> kind of enjoying that because I don't have to worry about commercials or yeah. any of the political stuff that's gotten out of hand recently. So, yeah, I mean, I am not as active as I once was, though, as far as work-wise, simply because of a health condition I have. So, yeah. But I, I am blessed to be able to you know, be able to do all I can do yet. Yeah. Um, so one more question. Let's kind of get to know you here then. So you talked a little bit about sports and, you know, March Madness, college basketball right now. You know, not necessarily just college, but do you have a favorite team in any professional or college ranks? Okay, so when I was a kid, and up until the 70s, I was Detroit everything. You probably were saying, boom, boom. <laughs> but anyhow, I, I was a friend and I. Uh, he introduced me to the Tigers, and that was probably when I was in about the sixth grade. So, uh, you know, the Tigers were a pretty good team back then. Uh, 68 World Series, one of the greatest World Series there was. So I was always Detroit, Detroit Tigers, Detroit Lions, uh, Detroit Pistons, and I was even a Michigan fan. However, the 70s, yeah, I know. However, <laughs> in the 70s, free agency came and just kind of took it away, at least in my point of view took away some of the the neatness about sports you know where where guys played for the same team most of the time Mm. you know they just they had a good attitude it wasn't so much about money and then it seemed to be money crept in a little bit more so Mm. i've lost a little bit of interest that way i don't follow teams near like i used to but i still enjoy it when i do watch it though i love march madness that's the best yeah, March Madness is always a fun time of year, fun weekends. You know, it's it's funny you saying that. I guess funny is not the right word for it. But, like, in my head, you know, only knowing sports for the last, you know, I don't know, 15 years or so, like, I can't even really wrap my mind around, like, sports that wasn't largely based on money, you know? And, like, the fact of, like, teams staying together and players, you know? I mean, there's a lot that's going on in the NFL offseason right now. and Almost every single decision that every player is making is based on financial reasons, you know? And, like, yeah, it's just hard for me to wrap my mind around what it would be like to watch sports with guys that just 
truly loved the game, wanted to play. You know, it was just a job for them, and it wasn't like they were just trying to get rich off of it. Yeah, and you know what? There still there still are a lot of players that you know money's not the main object. Yeah, but most of those players are, are really good players, and you know they get paid enough anyhow. They don't have to worry about the money. Right. Uh, but I can remember so the Tigers uh, had an outfielder by the name of Al Kaline. And he was a gold glove winner, I, I think, most of the time. Batting average when he retired was right around 300, I believe. Mm. Uh, then he became a sports announcer for the Tigers. Anyhow, when he retired, I think it was in the late 70s, but I'm not sure, uh, he was making $100,000 a year. Can you imagine? <laughs> and now I think the minimum, the minimum was raised to a little over 600000 just for a minimum, you know, ball player. It doesn't even play. Yeah. Just yeah. I know for sure uh, there was a Heidelberg grad that uh, – now, that's football I'm talking about. But he went and – he wasn't even on the team. He was on the practice squad. So he was like a professional practice player. And I think, yeah, he made like – the minimum was like $300,000 a year oh, just wow. to – really just to practice with them. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Different times. Different times, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah. So, you know, give me, for the moment, give me the 30-second, maybe even the 60-second version. You know, what? where have you spent the majority of your working career, Mark? Or what have you spent it doing? Okay, that's pretty easy, Tom. Uh, 45 years at Kroger's. 45 uh, years. Yep. Yeah. So I retired three years ago. Awesome. That uh, that makes sense why you care so much about loyalty with those players. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> okay well um so let's go back in time then so i want to go back to 18 year old mark stover so you graduate from high school and at this point you know you graduate from high school what were your career goals or what did you see your next step as uh in your work life okay so um, to answer that i'm gonna have to back up some okay well, let's back up uh when i was in grade school the elementary system i went to was uh St. Mary's, which was a Catholic school system. I was a Catholic growing up. So that was uh, until eighth grade. And then once I graduated eighth grade, uh, you would go on to Calvert High School, which is in Tiffin, which is a Catholic school, private yeah. school. Um, and that's where I wanted to go. However, to go there, you had to have money to pay tuition. You, hmm. I wasn't being charged tuition in elementary, but in high school, you would be. Well, my parents couldn't afford it. I was the last of five kids. My parents couldn't afford it. So the summer before high school started, I got a job at uh, Rickers uh, Grocery and Meat Market. It was a busy mom and pop store. So that kind of, you know, started things right there. And uh, so since, you know, that helped me pay my way, I which was a great thing. I wasn't able to play sports or anything in high school, mm. but uh, once I graduated, I, uh, you know, I had to make some decisions then. Yeah, definitely. And uh, while I was in high school, I made honor roll all four years. I was on track taking college prep courses with math being my strongest and my most desired subject. Mm. But I will say I did not know which direction I wanted to go. Uh, I would be responsible for paying all my college expenses. So I decided to work for a year and then possibly go to college. 
Uh, so I had this full-time job at Rickers, and I did not like the idea of going into debt to pay for college. So I can say my goals at that time were to work and to save up enough money to pay my way for living and going to college if that is what I decide to do or continue to work and see where that would lead me. So but that's basically where I was at. I was, I got out of high school. I decided, you know what? I'm going to work and save up for a year and see where, see where that led me to. So I admire, I admire the desire to, you know, not go into debt, be able to, you know, work either, you know, I think that's a very wise decision. You know, there's obviously many, um, um, you know, many high school graduates today that don't have that viewpoint, you know, they just say, oh, I don't know what I want to do, but I don't know. I'll just take God alone and go to college and figure it out. Um, I think that, you know, and I understand it was a different time then as well, but I'd also yeah. think it's cool to hear, you know, you just kind of taking a step back and saying long term, knowing like, yeah, if I get these loans, I wouldn't have to pay them back. So, you know, I don't really want to do that. Give myself a year. You know, you went from working there uh, at the local grocery store in high school to full time and give yourself a year, then just kind of evaluate after the year. You said that you knew that you were interested in math, but didn't necessarily have a at that time a strong um direction as far as where you wanted to go with that math. So my next question for you then is what happened then after that year? Did you, you know, kind of realize the direction that you wanted to go or, you know, were you enjoying your job and where you're at and didn't necessarily see the need for a college education? Um, you know, what happened after that year of out of high school? Okay. Yeah. So, uh, working the mom and pop store, you know, it was, it was great. However, I looked into the future and thought, eh, it might not be the best direction because for one thing, when mom and pop are gone, what happens? Hmm. Uh, you know, they did have a son, but you know, at that time he wasn't involved in the operation store. So I, uh, about seven months after I graduated, it was in January of the following year. I, uh, applied and took a job with Kroger's and Tiffin. Uh, it was a much different working situation uh, it's a union store, so you're you, you're working under a union contract, and Kroger's is a you know a huge corporation compared to the mom and pop that I was used right. to working for. And you know, I, I wasn't sure if this is what I wanted to do. And uh, as I said before, uh, I wasn't sure if I wanted to continue working for a large corporation such as Kroger's. So I applied for other jobs. Hmm. Uh, and in the Tiffin community, and I was offered many positions. There were jobs were plentiful, just kind of like they are right now. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? I turned each of them down, and uh, I did receive though at Kroger's a few promotions, but I knew I never wanted to climb the corporate ladder in higher management uh, because that meant to relocate quite often. And that just wasn't me. I, I wasn't in for that. I was, I was kind of a homebody, you know, right. I, I stayed, at, I stayed at home. My dad had passed away and it was just my mom and I, my, my sister, my siblings uh, went off on their own. And uh, so I enjoyed it. And I, I stayed that way until I got married. Um, so let me just continue on here with that. Well, so actually quick question before you continue on. 
Um, my question would be, why, you said that you applied for jobs. You got other job offers. Why did you turn them down to stay at Kroger? Like, you know, were you enjoying the job at Kroger? Did, was it good atmosphere, good culture, a benefit? Or, you know, what was it that... Because obviously you had the notion that you wanted to see what else was out there because you applied to the jobs. But then once you applied and got went through that process, got accepted, and then you just said, ah, never mind, I'm going to stay where I'm at. Yeah, well, that's a good question, Dom. So some of them were, okay, one of them was GE, okay? Uh, I'd never worked in a factory before, but I, you know, I thought, well, I'll apply there because my sister had worked there. Well, I'm glad I didn't take that because GE pulled out a tiff in about in the early 80s, which would have been about eh, probably about seven, eight years after I hmm. uh, had applied for it. And uh, there were, I think, a couple other factory jobs. Uh, one was at Webster, which is still in Tiffin, and it would have been for a time study job. But uh, time study um, people aren't looked at very well with the general populace of workers. In other words, the time study person is trying to keep track of how fast a person's supposed to be going and doing a job. So, hmm. you know, a lot of people don't like that. So I just decided not to take it. I'm not sure why, but I did. And one of the other jobs was, uh, it was a, with a plumbing and heating company. I would have been doing, uh, some of their metal fabricating, uh, which would have been neat to learn that. However, that's kind of gone by the wayside because most of the stuff is pre-made already, even though I would have learned, you know, other things with them, I'm sure. And, uh, that business was sold awesome. So, you know, I, I really can't pinpoint exactly why, you know, I turned them down, but I did and I stayed with Kroger's. And so for 45 years, I was never bored and I was mm. never laid off. I never mm. got a layoff notice. Most people don't uh, have that. Most people get some kind of a layoff in their life. So, um, uh, yeah. I go on, because uh, you said, uh, I think the question was, how did those goals play out? And, uh, what path did you follow and how did, how did I deviate from it? Yeah. Uh, so I think part of it was I said, well, you know, I, I continued on with Kroger's. I got a few promotions, didn't want to go any further that way. Uh, so one thing I can say, I, I did become somewhat uh, self-sufficient. I don't think we can say, hey, I'm self I don't want to be put myself up there. I'd rather be humble and say, you know what? I became somewhat self-sufficient. And I knew the value of hard work, saving, and doing without a lot of quote unquote things that so many other people just had to have. And this uh, led me into home ownership, hmm. being a landlord and investing in some stocks for the long term. Uh, and, and God has blessed me with the sense to accomplish this and with a wife and a family that hmm. was supportive of this type of lifestyle. And I, I'm, I'm really blessed uh, that, you know, that's the way that played out. Uh, you know, might not have been what I desired in the very beginning, but, you know, played out to be a, a very good thing. Yeah, for sure. And, and even it's cool hearing you, you know, obviously hindsight being 2020 and seeing the way that things worked and just the way the Lord protected you and your family. And, you know, you mentioned about these jobs that you applied for. They offer you the job. You ended up turning them down. And then, you know, a couple of them ended up going out of business or, you know, they left Tiffin, I should say. Um, you know, or just different changes. And, you know, you mentioned never getting laid off and obviously it ended up working out very well for you at Kroger. Um, you know, and I'm sure if you would have gone back and told, 
20 year old Mark Stover when you started working there and that's the way your career was going to be, you know, you would have kind of laughed or said, oh, you know, you know, it, it potentially wouldn't have sounded believable. Um, yeah. So it's cool to yeah, see the way that right. that is played out. And the other thing that I actually want to point out as well that I <laughs> really appreciate the um, just how much you are thinking about the future and you're thinking about the next step. You know, we talked about going from the um, or I guess, no, at first it was the college loans and, you know, that thought process. But then even you said about working at the mom and pop, you know, again, you're an 18 year old, 19 year old kid. And you're already thinking, well, what happens with mom and pop? What happens when they decide to get out of the business? What, ha- well, how, what does that mean for my career? And very, very early on, you said, you know what, I'm going to go and do the exact same thing, but for a bigger, com- similar, but for a bigger company, someplace that will have more stability, that will have that long-term um, growth and, you know, other opportunities. And you were able to take that step and to have that thought process of thinking of the future at such a young age. Yeah. Now, and let me say something about, you know, going into debt, Dom, you know, that, that was my opinion on that too. But I must say that, you know, there's nothing wrong with going into debt yeah. if it's for the right thing. You know, I mean, for, you know, for school that, you know, that, you know, you look into the future and thinking going into debt will actually help me to do that. Or, you know, like buying a house or, or yeah. what, what have you. But for me, it wasn't the right thing to do. Right. Yes. Uh, yep. Yep. No, that is, uh, thanks for that clarification, but yep, that is, you know, everything, uh, most things in life are very situational and yeah, obviously it's not like going to college is wrong or going into debt is wrong, but if, you know, that for you at that time and, you know, everything going on in your life, that was not the direction, um, that you wanted to go. So, yeah. So let me kind of just go back on something too. Yes. Uh, happened to me actually, it would have been, uh, the spring after I graduated from high school, okay. uh, since I didn't, since I didn't know what direction I was going to take, uh, I actually talked with my old high school counselor, and he thought it'd be best if I took an interest test. Hmm. Uh, it's, it's not a aptitude test or anything; it just wants to see where your interests are at. Yeah. So I did that, and believe it or not, if you can guess what it came out to be, uh, I will give you the. Oh no, I better not say that because you might guess. Uh, you have any Just, oh man what so this was like a career that you could go into you're saying oh yeah it, it would have been i mean definitely looking at it now it would have been very uh lu- pretty lucrative financial advisor there you go no. actually i did check that out one time. <laughs> uh, so no it, was, it actually came out the first thing was pharmacist hmm. the second thing was pharmaceutical sales and huh. you know what? I had no, I had zero <laughs> interest in that. Both my brother and my brother-in-law were pharmacists. So it just unreal that it came out to be that. I even went uh, to check out a school because my counselor sent me to Ohio Northern at that time. So I went and checked it out. And uh, when I talked to him, I talked to the admissions director and, and she said, oh, there's no way they could get me in you know, with such short notice. Hmm. And so then I was talking with a professor of pharmacy and uh, he said, oh yeah, he goes, I can get you in. So right there, it kind of confused me. You know, I said, I thought, you know, one person, the admissions director saying no, and he's saying yes. Hmm. So, you know, I made my decision and I didn't want to do it anyhow. So I made my decision not to do that. Hmm. 
That's funny. Pharmaceutical sales <laughs> or yeah. pharmacy. Um, yeah, it definitely takes a lot of schooling. That's for sure. Yeah. So my next question for you then. So you mentioned, I guess, at Kroger, you mentioned, you know, throughout, especially early on, but you said you never got bored. So I guess specifically, like, what did you do earlier in your career? You know, what were some of those promotions or like, you know, what did you actually do for Kroger? Um, I mean, I'm sure there were probably obviously multiple different roles and such that you had. But if you can kind of briefly explain even earlier in your career, what maybe some of those promotions were and then, you know, what you spent the majority of your career doing at Kroger. Sure. So I first started out uh, as a stop on the stock crew at night. And within a year, uh, I was able to take a promotion to I ran the night stock crew. And I did that for about uh, close to five years, I believe. And then uh, I actually became a head grocery and I was at the Finley store, the new store they were building, but things didn't work out. Manager and I didn't see eye to eye. So I went back to Tiffin. And so I, I actually had to step down go, going back to Tiffin. And once I did that for about not even a year, I got into the meat department. Mm-hmm. I had been a meat cutter at the mom and pop store. So I worked in the meat department for oh, a couple years. And I was transferred to Toledo. That's where I said I traveled for eight and a half years. But in Toledo, I got promoted to uh, the head meat cutter. And then I came back to Tiffin, though, because the traveling was getting to me. For sure. And some of my responsibilities, basically, you know, you were you were in charge of product. You were in charge of people, in charge of ordering. You were in charge of customer service. Um and uh, definitely, you're you know in charge of cutting meat. And uh, before that, it was uh, getting the groceries ordered and getting them on the shelf so people could have something to eat. Hmm. It's a pretty simple thing. It's not complicated. Yeah, but it was work that you enjoyed and work that, again, you said you never really got bored with. So if you never got bored, yeah. you had to at least enjoy it somewhat. So then... Actually- yeah. Oh, yeah. We were always... Uh, I will say it was time constraints because we... We were budgeted according to how much business we were uh, thought to be doing. Mm. So, uh, you know, we never had any really extra time. Mm. So it was that's what uh, was always a challenge was getting getting things done on time. Hmm. Um, Maybe a dumb question, but you said it as being a meat cutter. Did you ever like did that ever change like your appetite towards eating meat, like just being around <laughs> meat every, you know, like, I, I've never worked in an ice cream shop, but I've heard, you know, individuals and friends that have talked about, well, even ice cream shop, fast food restaurant. And it's like once you work at a place, it's like you can't even eat that kind of food. Like oh. with you being around meat and being a meat cutter, did you ever like have anything like that or no? OK, let me just tell you, when I worked at Rickers, okay. oh, no, never, because we had our own smokehouse. Ooh. So, you, you know, the stuff smelled so good coming out of there. Yeah. Tasted so good. So I never had that problem. However, I did for just two weeks work in a slaughterhouse. Forget it. No, because <laughs> I, I when I went home and mom would cook meat, I could Ooh. taste it in the smell. So oh. I didn't stay at that job. Uh, so, but then when I got back to Kroger's and cut meat, it, you know, it, it was just, it didn't bother me because it was just, you know, the meat was already basically came in, in boxes and, and somewhat processed. So it wasn't yeah. like, uh, no, I, I never had any more problem with that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I was just curious about that. Um, so you potentially maybe answer this question a little bit earlier, but 
for you and throughout your career at Kroger, um, you primarily at Kroger, I guess early in your career, and you potentially maybe answered it as far as that stability and the long-term aspect, but if there was anything else, what was important to you in a job early in your career? And then how did that stay the same or how did that change throughout the years? Okay. So, um, I like the idea of earning money early in my career. Okay. Yep. And I, but I also enjoyed what I did. It was, it was a fast pace. It's kind of like, you know, playing basketball. I love playing fast pace, running, same thing, even though I wasn't that fast. Uh, so I, I love that part of it. And I, I like having opportunities for advancement to a certain point. Mm. Uh, that was early on. Then later in my career, uh, basically I considered job security. And even more importantly, since I had a family, vacation and personal time off was really important. Hmm. Uh, time, time with family is so important. Uh, you need to have a good balance between your work and your time outside of your job. So again, time management is so important. So did that throughout your career then, do you feel like that, you know, the vacation, PTO, job security, you know, the fast pace, uh, the money, did those stay the same then for you? Or did you feel like they changed or maybe like the different balance between those different characteristics? Yeah, there's probably a different balance, you know, it just depends, you know, where I was at, especially in my family life, you know, yeah. okay, when Teresa first, you know, became pregnant compared to, you know, the kids were off to college or they're on their own. It definitely changed. Yeah. Um, but I will say, as time went on, and I think you'll learn this too, is uh, it was nice to have that vacation time. I mean, mm. you really look forward to it. I, I worked up to I was getting six weeks vacation, um, probably the last, oh, yeah, 15 years. Uh, actually, the last 20 years. I got it at starting at 25 years of service. Okay. So I was there. So that that really meant a lot. And then, then the personal, I got like, oh, I don't know, seven personal holidays. But those were nice because... You know, a lot of times I work six days a week, so you right. really look forward to having an extra day off every now and then. Yeah, especially working in that kind of environment, you know, at a grocery store and at Kroger where, you know, I mean, I'm sure your Kroger is open 365, you know, it's not 365, probably 364 days a year or yeah, 363, exactly right. you know, so yeah. it's, you know, kind of a different environment than obviously what I'm in right now or, you know, other people that may be working a, you know, a nine to f a normal Monday through Friday, nine to five. So yeah, for you, you know, having those vacation, uh, excuse me, having those holidays are huge, you know, cause oh, that is huge. not, a, that is yeah. not a guarantee to have that in, you know, that kind of an industry. Yeah. So I've really learned to uh, appreciate it because, uh, you know, now I have all I, all I can have. I mean, I, I have every holiday off, you know, yeah. <laughs> every, day every day, Saturday now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so looking back at your career, then you said, you know, you recently retired from Kroger and there for 45 years, you know, looking back at it with your perspective now, would you change anything? And if so, what would you change? Okay, looking back, you know, uh, I must admit, I wonder where I would be if I took the college path, hmm. uh, you know, or if I would have enlisted in the Air Force, which I was close to doing, hmm. or then take any of the multiple jobs that I've been offered. But I must say, I am fully satisfied in the direction I was offered and blessed with. Hmm. Uh, 
And, you know, I've come to the conclusion you cannot change the past, but you can learn from it. And you need to live in the present and also strive to make the future better for others. Hmm. I like that. That's good. Um, yeah, you know, and that's a good way to put it as well, because, yeah, I'm sure there are obviously, you know, there are other opportunities that you had available. And it's, you know, just out of curiosity, like, I wonder what my life would be like if I went a different route. But with that being said, being content, being, you know, like you said, fully satisfied in the way it played out, fully satisfied, you know, in the years and the service that you had at, at Kroger and, you know, and just the, you know, we had just talked about obviously the PTO and the time off and such and what it was able to provide for you and your family that you want to go back and change that, um, you know, but is also just maybe fun to sometimes think about what if my life went a different route? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, and I'm going to be honest, there were definitely many times when I, you know, wasn't real happy with things there, uh, you know, when you want to just, uh, just quit, you know. Yeah. But, you know, you, you put your head on right and think, okay, uh, what would be the right thing to do? So, uh, you know, that's what happened happened. And, you know, I'm glad it happened that way. And I'm, I was able to retire. And, you know, I didn't make a ton of money, but I made a decent living. And uh, I met a lot of people, a lot of customers over the years between oh. Rickers and there. Let me just say one thing. I was at the nursing home. Uh, last week, and I, I noticed a guy there. I thought, ah, I wonder if that's Bernie. He's in a wheelchair being pushed. So I went up to him and I go, I look at him. Oh, I know what I did. I asked uh, one of the help there. I go, is that Bernie? She goes, yeah. So I went over to him and I go, hey, Bernie, you know who I am? He looks, he goes, well, yeah, I know. You're Mark. <laughs> I go, how do you remember that? Well, you worked at Rick at, well, Kroger's, but he goes, did you retire? I go, yeah. He goes, well, I remember when you worked at Rickers. I go, oh, yeah, you do. That's pretty good. <laughs> he's, in his, he's in his 80s. He was a mailman. So, you know, and that, just today when I was shopping uh, with Trace at the store, it's hard for me to get out of the store. She doesn't like going shopping with her. Because, <laughs> so I run into too many people. But, you know, a couple of my customers that were there, I talked with just shortly, you know. But, uh, so th those are the neat things, you know, that uh, you know, those are the things that you can't, money can't buy. For and, sure. Uh, stay with me. Yeah. Yeah. The connections that you made. And, you know, and I think that in large part probably plays a factor as well. Just being, you know, a part of that Tiffin community for all those years as well. Um, I mean, I guess oh, yeah. again, you talk a little bit about working in Finley and, you know, working in Toledo, but for the, you know, your entire life living in Tiffin, but then even your career, you know, majority being in Tiffin that just that, yeah, that community that you surround yourself with and those connections that you make, you know, day day after day, year over year, yep. uh, just all compiles on each other. Yep, fully enjoyed that part of it, definitely. That's cool. And it helps be out. It helps be outgoing too. You know, I'll be a people person, just like you are. You know, yeah. it it really does help. Yep. So as we kind of start to wrap down the podcast, Mark, um, you know, kind of the last question that I would love to hear your two cents on is if you could talk to your 18 year old self, if you could go back, you know, and talk to 18 year old Mark Stover, you know, what would you, what would you tell yourself as far as job and career wise, um, as you are starting essentially the, you know, your post school life? Okay. 
So I'm gonna I'm gonna weave a few things in here, Dom. Okay. Uh, that I think that I think are really important. Uh, first, I would say to myself to answer the question: Why did God put you on this earth? Hmm. I didn't have that available to me available to me at that time. Okay. Um, I wasn't a Christian at that time. So, but looking back, I think that would be a really important question to answer. And then once you have a good idea of an answer to that question, then you yield yourself to him and see where that leads you. Mm. Uh, That would be the best start to a career path you could ever make. Um, Don't be afraid to take chances. Find something you like and may be good at, get educated in it, or learn why you work, and don't worry about the money aspect of it. If you really enjoy it and have the drive to excel at it, the money will follow. You know what? God wants us to enjoy life, and he will not let us down. Mm. I love it. I love it. Those are two great pieces of advice to be able to provide to, you know, your 18 year old self. I mean, yeah, that first one obviously is a, a large question, a very thought provoking, a very, you know, I'm sure an 18 year old would be like, you know, looking back now, yeah, it's a great question. 18 year old, that would almost be like overwhelming to think, but you know, if you have that in mind, why did the Lord put you on this earth? What is his will for your life? And, you know, I like the way you worded that as far as yielding to what his plans are for you um, you know, following his path and everything will fit into place. You know, his word is a light into our path and, you know, following his word, following his direction that he has for our life, that your career is definitely going to fall into place. Um, you know, if your priorities are straight and your focus is on the right thing. Um, yeah, and you, you wouldn't be afraid to take chances either, you know? Right. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah. Because you know that, yeah, I mean, if he, if this is his will for you, if this is the route that he wants you to go, if this is a passion that he has put on your heart, it's going to work out, you know? And yeah, yeah, that ties in as well that, you know, it's not going to be about the money. It may not be, you know, it may not be the lifestyle that you thought it was going to be, or maybe it'll be an even better lifestyle than you thought. But regardless, it will be the life that, you know, he has prepared for you and has laid out for you, um, you know, with having that focus. Yeah, and that and that can change over time too. You know, I mean, you can be led in different directions, and sometimes a totally different career. You could be upended and, and go, you know, a different part of the world. You just don't know if you leave that availability open to that. Hmm. So, okay, so an impromptu last question for you, then, Mark. I know I said the last question was the last one, but now this is the last one, potentially. Um, Okay, I like that. So you said an eighteen-year-old Mark. You know, you weren't a Christian. This was the; these were the you know the answers, the questions that you would ask eighteen-year-old Mark. So my, my last question for you now is: At what point then, throughout your life, did you give your life to Christ and you become a Christian? And how did that impact your career? Okay, so I can't pinpoint exact date. Yeah, uh, but I was in my early twenties, and I yielded to the Lord. However, I didn't totally yield to the Lord, okay, which bad for me, all right, Uh, but it really did help me take those baby steps. Hmm. I was like, you know, I needed the milk of the word, you know, and, uh, and, you know, that's what I was getting at that time, and and now, you know, now I'm getting the meat of the word, and and I believe Hmm. it. 
uh, it's, it's it's something that's some, somewhat hard to explain to people, but it's such a neat thing how the Lord just provides in different ways for you all along your life path once you give your life over to him. I'm still a sinner, Dom, and I always will be. Amen. It's just I, I recognize it now more. Hmm. And I recognize my daily dependence on him, not just maybe coming to him every now and then when I think it's more convenient. And uh, it's really gotten me to draw closer to him that way and and, and to look at everything like I'm, I'm getting up every day now thanking God for every day, thanking him for so many different things than what I did before. Uh, and part of that is, I will say that, you know, three years ago when I came down with a medical condition, it, it humbled me. You know, I had some definite goals that I had in my life. And you know what? I think God was telling me, Mark, those might not be my his goals for, hmm. for me. And uh, so that changed my perspective. And I'm so glad it, I'm glad it happened. I mean, it, it's, it doesn't feel good most of the time, you know, the way I feel. But, you know, I, I just believe it. God's using me in some way because of that. Yeah. No, that's cool. Uh, thank you. I appreciate you answering that. Um, you know, it's kind of off the cuff kind of question, but um, amen. Amen, Mark. I love hearing, you know, you are a daily sinner. I'm a daily sinner. We are all, we all are, you know, obviously as far as, you know, Christians go, a lot of people think that, well, you know, Christians are perfect. You're as perfect. It, not at all. You know, that is definitely not the case. It's the fact that we admit that we are sinners. We admit that we yeah. need the Lord. We need his forgiveness. We need his grace yeah. in order to get through our daily lives and to get through, you know, what we are struggling with and, you know, requires that faith and to lean on him in those difficult, you know, all circumstances, but specifically those yeah. difficult ones. And yeah, we're sinners saved by grace. Hmm. You know, that's as simple, I, you know, as simple as I can put it. And, uh, it's, uh, you know, so many people think it's, you know, we gotta, you gotta work for your salvation or no, it's, it's, it's simple. It's, uh, it's simply sinners saved by grace. And it's the grace that comes from Jesus. Mm. Yep. uh, I'm just so glad that, you know, that I have that and, uh, my family has that. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, and then to bring it full circle with the career, you know, that you just mentioned as well, just being, you know, being thankful, um, you know, thanking him every day. And I'm sure that, that was a huge change in your life then at that time that as far as your career, and it's just being thankful of the opportunities, thankful to go to work. Thank you for, yep. for the job that you have to be able to provide for your family in this way, um, you know, and just making the most of every day. And even those interactions and those, you know, people you can run into, you know, we mentioned about being outgoing and a people person and, you know, being able to view your job as, you know, my number one job is not cutting this meat or is not, you know, stocking this item. My number one job is to be a light into, you know, potentially talk to others about Jesus and to be able to, you know, use your earthly job to, you know, try to fulfill your eternal job. And I could have did a lot better job with that. I, I probably at times took my job too serious, if you know what I mean. Oh, uh, yeah. You know, I, yeah. I, I was always so goal-oriented and getting things accomplished, you know, and I hmm. should have stepped back sometimes and, and relaxed a little bit more and uh, said, you know, let's let, let's let the Lord help me take care of this. Yeah, no, I hear you. I, I mean, I'm, that's something I feel like I re- can relate to, and I would assume many others can as well, that, you know, sometimes we get too focused on, you know, what the 
actual practical, you know, hands and feet of our job is and, you know, kind of lose sight of the bigger picture, um, you know, because realistically all of our jobs here are all temporary. And, you know, the day that we retire, the day we pass away, whatever that circumstance is, um, you know, our earthly jobs really don't really make it that big of a difference as far as the actual job itself. Right. Yep. Cool. Well, Mark, that, um, man, I appreciate ending like that. Uh, that was not where I was expecting to take this podcast to, but a really cool turn, um, you know, just to be able to, you know, talk about the faith aspect and how that has impacted your career and my career as well. Um, so Mark, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for coming on to the podcast. Um, I have greatly appreciated it and just really appreciate your time and, you know, just being able to share your story and, uh, authenticity. That's the word I'm looking for, you know, just your authenticity is, you know, and just sharing your heart behind, you know, your career and, you know, your time at Kroger. Well, thank you, Dom, so much for allowing me this. Thank you for listening to The Young Pro Show. If you enjoyed the episode, I would encourage you to follow or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. You can also follow along on social media for updates on Facebook and Instagram at Dom Fry, the insurance guy. And if you really, really enjoyed the episode, it would mean the world to me if you can leave a review on your podcast platform or on my Facebook page. I love you. Thank you for your time and God bless.